0: Good morning, rise and shine, people of Potenza Province. It's 20 degrees today and overcast, but don't let that get you down, because the Giro's in town. Melfi will be busy today, so expect heavy congestion on all southwestern approaches to the city. In particular, the SS104 will be closed all afternoon and parking in town will be restricted. So get there early and enjoy the show as the city will be festooned, and I think that's the right word, in pink. And while we wait for the race, here's Culture Club and
1: Do You Really Want to Hurt Me?
0: Um, right, I've arrived. To, I've arrived at the finish line with Matt, and we're just doing our prep. Just and Matt tends to, he's quite aggressive with his um, sets of uh, results and his Garibaldi, He just rips it up, and he's got Pritt stick, and he, um, he just yeah, he just tears things apart, and then it, liberal use of highlighter as well, and lots of scribbling. As a very, we each have our sort of little, com- complete, completely different methods of what the information we need to access, but um, not dissimilar, but also quite unsimilar, and it sort of like relates to our, the different nature of our jobs as a kind of colour commentator and lead commentator in the slightly differentiated roles that we have. Anyway, that's not of any interest. What is of perhaps interest is, one, it was quite stressful getting here. Um, uh, About a 20-minute drive, but then when we got close to the finish line here in Melfi, which is lovely, by the way, although we're a little bit out of the old town, um, it it, it was just ragged. (laughs) We We got stuck in the buried section behind people sort of going about their work and trying to put out the banners and all that sort of thing. And it that just because it's quite an early start and the time's
2: a bit limited. It got a little bit, argh, argh. It did. It did. Um, what we call it, is it Grand, grand Tour intolerance, G- isn't it? GTI. And yeah. It normally kicks in on stage five or six, doesn't it's it? It's quite early. Uh, but, I th- but I think it was justified. I think it was justified. But we're here, we're safe. Yeah. we have still not out of coffee. We've got, got to slot that in. We've yeah. also got to do this little bit of podding. But we, what the flip side is, we've we managed to go to a nice supermarket and got some lovely lunch nonsense and a, a new bottle of wine. Yep. Um, so we've got that on board. And, and what I quite liked about the journey in, uh, it was quite meta. Um, rather than talking amongst ourselves, we listened to our own voices on the podcast. A bit self-indulgent, that, yeah, was it? It was quite self-indulgent. I just wanted to hear what it was like. But yeah, um, back to yesterday's stage. A lot happened. There's been some few little changes on the general classification of significance we weren't too sure yeah. at the time whether the crash had happened inside the last three k's the results was provisional but um one of the significant ones what do you want to go through you've well, highlighted you, on
0: well i mean the, the riders who made it the right side of the you know in the even a pool group who didn't lose any time on gc were even a roglic warren Barguil, joe almeida uh, thomas geraint Thomas Geraint Um, Alexander Vlasov and I don't know if we call him a GC rider but Cepeda um, from EF Education Easy Post then there was a little group of uh, of riders at 12 seconds of whom Brandon McNulty was one and then a further 7 seconds down so losing 19 seconds this group containing quite a few names actually Eddie Dunbar um, uh, Jack Haig Jay Vine Huge Carthy uh, Teo Gegenhardt, Thibaut Pino and Andreas and all. And Urán, I'm just noticing as well. Rigoberto Urán and Bauke Molima. Healy,
2: yeah. yeah so ben the, Healy. So all at 19 seconds. Yeah, 12 seconds with the first group, next group at 19 seconds. And that means, from like, just from an Ineos perspective, that Geraint Thomas has vaulted above Teo Gegenhardt, uh, although is just still inside the top 10. I don't know if he did any interviews yesterday, but I would imagine, given the
0: seriousness with which he's come to this Giro d'Italia and the form with which he, he brings to the rest, he will be fuming with that.
2: It's an it's an unfortunate loss. It is bike racing, but that's a at nineteen unnecessary seconds it is lost there. Um, but that's it. That's it. There's no point in dwelling on. It. They've got to look ahead. And today's finish, it's a really intriguing one. So it's, a, it's a, a lot of not a lot. Absolutely, Absolutely nothing. Yeah. We're betting in for a really long haul for the first four or five, four hours, four yeah. and a half hours, and then. It's a really tasty little finale. We've driven some of the roads in reverse this morning. We rode the climb in the pitch black last night. Commentating Um, on what will happen. Commentating on what will potentially happen. Um, Imagine if it was actually correct and we could just just lay that over. Just copy and paste it. Yeah, why not? (laughs) Um, But yeah, a couple of tough climbs. Quite long, uh, but there's no rest. After the first climb, there's no descent. Plateau then kicks up again. uh, And I think it's definitely hard enough for some splits to occur. Won't be one for the sprinters. Today, I definitely not. But will it be a break? Will it all come back together? know. I think a break might stay clear.
0: Might do. Might do. Well, with that in mind,
2: I've I, I had a, another little um,
0: voicemail update from uh, Charlie Quarterman who uh, has uh, just reported on his first couple of days of racing at the Giro. He of the me Elbows. He of the potentially. He of the me Elbows, and we might see them in action
3: today. gel from sunny Oxfordshire, is what I said uh, four years ago when I announced that I'd signed for Trek-Segafredo, and I found out yesterday that. Cavendish still takes the piss out of me for that, which is uh, obviously fantastic. Uh, I'm really proud of what I said, uh, and the way I said it four years ago. Um, Had a nice day yesterday, stage one, well, sorry, stage two, the first road stage. Um, Five hours in the sun to to chat and make friends, or um, going to see my old pals from from Trek, Sink which was a lot of fun, actually. Um, And that's going to be going to be it really it's going to be a lot of that and a lot more suffering i think probably going to get even a lot harder the next few days but a quick question there um if you're on the side of the road which is lovely there are thousands of people it's crazy how many people are on the side of the road would you mind awfully just making a little bit less noise um if you see me talking to one of my pals (laughs) because sometimes it's so loud um i can't quite hear and i think if I keep on like this then by the end of the grand tour I won't have a voice but um, but anyway it's a lot of fun and it's quite amazing now on the morning of stage three it is Monday which is what I found out this morning um, I wasn't aware of the day um, and it's a bit of a funny one because although it was a long day yesterday it was also quite an easy day um, but being only stage two we don't Quite have the have the right to be tired. So uh, for the next maybe week, we have to put on a brave face and pretend we're not feeling anything, because otherwise people will start to get worried about the finishing the Grand Tour. So obviously, I am not tired. R- I'll repeat, not tired. But yeah, that's uh, that's the way of cycling. I hope you guys are having a nice time uh, talking about what we're doing. Yesterday, it wasn't very interesting. I don't think, um, but. The way things rode in the last hour, it would have been very, very hard to uh, to to do anything interesting off the front. So I apologise for that. We'll see. We'll see what happens today.
0: Uh, so that's Charlie, um, Matt. One other thing, we j- just to wrap up yesterday's business. We saw Mark Cavendish on the deck, brought down in the sort of second wave of that crash, and didn't see what brought him down. but saw him on the ground, um, but you sent him a message later on yesterday.
2: Yeah, he he was uh, pretty angry, pretty annoyed, um, but he's okay. Uh, so that's the main thing. Yeah, he's, he's absolutely fine. Um, quite a lot of people getting into contact uh, with him, social media stuff as well. But uh, he's he is okay. Just annoyed. And he said it's just a, another missed opportunity, or the first missed opportunity. And would have liked to have got stuck into that one. So we'll never know. But again, you've got to quickly put those things behind you. But importantly, he is okay. He is. Um, we're going to f- do f- the last bit of notes and we're going to
0: run off for a coffee. Because that's what we do. That's
2: what we do. Ned, what are you chewing?
0: Um... It's a cherry. It's like a. It cost me twenty cents. Um, It's incredibly sticky. It's a cherry-flavored stick of um,
2: football-based confectionery. Cool. (laughs) It was. It was. We were just paying for the stuff at the till. And you just impulse, purchase. Out. impulse purchase. Impulse purchase. Impulse purchase. Oh, so we we'll just going past some local roses. Uh Impulse purchase. Um, yeah, and it's a football-based confectionery. Was that the appeal? That was Wait. that. Was that simply it? Because it had a picture of a footballer kicking the ball quite hard with his right foot. Yeah, it was called something like Power Shop Golicho or something. Yeah, that. it was. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if you're a kid, you'd be all over that, wouldn't you? Yeah. But we're grown men, and we're, we are as well. Yeah. We, we're just looking for a cafe. Yeah. Now. It's
0: not. There's not much here, is there? We think we might have. I found the centre of, I mean, as you say, we're not in the centre of M- Melfi at all. There's
2: place here called On Big the Dream, so.
0: Big Dream. Yeah, although the font is actually in mirror image reverse, isn't it? You have yeah. to read it like, yeah. Big Dream, Ristorante Pizzeria. It's very oh. shut, isn't it? Anyway, um, pushing up quite 8% gradient here. So, so uh, lots of traffic, people lost. Um, that what doesn't...
2: That? Is that a cafe? Yeah. Gym?
0: No, there's nothing here, Matt.
2: Okay, I reckon back down and turn right. Okay. We're going to go back down there, turn right. There looks like there'll be a few little shops just down there. So yeah, let's try that. All right. Yep, I can hear the chatter of locals. Went into, found a pizzeria. They don't do coffee. But we think we found some with like an awning over the top. And oh, just, yeah. a, yeah. have oh, sand
0: engineer. Ciao. 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 Okay, okay,
2: okay, okay. He was relaxed. He's yep. a little chap that's six. Behind nice us guy, really nice you, guy. Really lovely chat. Just got his lunch. Yep. Oop, uh, oh, there we're going to get a coffee in here. Absolutely that's fantastic. Cool. Look at that, you just got to fully, fully, full of the sound of the, of the Italians people just chatting and having fun. Yeah, we're walking up. now, this is what it sounds like inside here. Buongiorno. Ciao. Un uh, well,
0: cappuccino e un caffè, per favore. Grazie. You've got the
1: order
0: in. 2,50€. I'm okay. But uh, it's No, it's easy. No, it's
2: easy. It's
0: Smells fantastic in here, doesn't it, Matt? Smells great, doesn't it? Uh, But, (laughs) yeah, the coffee's being poured and um, the security detail. Not the police, not the official Rosas themselves, but the security.
1: Um,
2: The security guys, yeah, they're on the Baileys. Yeah, uh, I've never seen that before. And as a lot of people may know, I'm a big fan of Baileys. But I'm, I'm not going to have any, but I've never seen it before. So an, an espresso in a, like a lo- lovely little china cup with a generous glug of Baileys on top. And one of the security detail is now having it. And it's still the morning. It's, quite, it's been the theme of the last couple of days, hasn't it? Con- it's been a constant strong theme. Yeah. Yeah, so what do we think about that? I mean, he looks like he's in control. So long as nothing goes wrong. Yeah. I think it's fine. But the problem is, as soon as something does go wrong, I think people
0: will look back and say, well, did you have, in yesterday's case, did you have a beer at <laughs> yeah. 9 o'clock in the morning?
2: today's case, did you have a Bailey's? Yeah, and yeah. and there will be an inquiry. And there, there will have to be. The worrying the thing for me, Ned, um, are we technically, if something does happen, are we complicit? Do you think, it we should out. Call it
0: out? I think we should call well, it out? In a sense, out. we are calling it out. We're yeah, podcasting. About no. we, this is going
2: to go out to, to quite a lot of people, but maybe not the Italian security diesel that toured the tour de front. Uh, the t- Giro. Italian. <laughs> Sorry, mate. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Big like of Baileys. It just shows how important that getting a lip here a little bit earlier is.
0: Yeah, it's been a bit, little bit stressful. I'm not going to lie. It's only 20 yeah. minutes till we're on air. Got another few minutes to walk back.
2: We'll be all right. we'll be uh, but we've
0: got we've got we've got our takeaway coffees now. We're happy. We've got, I've got some good lunch. Should <laughs> we go through what we got for lunch, you Think. Tell people what we've got today. I was going to ask you a Giro-related question. Actually, do that then. Do that. Um, it's only sta- we've only had two stages.
2: What's been your highlight of the Giro so far? I tell you what. I'll be honest with you. Apart from from a racing perspective, which the, which obviously, incredibly, to? it's easy to pick Remco's performance in the time trial. But Jonathan Milan's sprint. The, most violent sprint I think I've ever seen by anybody ever. It, I mean, it was kind of Abdu violent, but Abdu used to move off his line and take people out. But Milan's sprint was true straight, but it was just the utter force and the violence with which his bike was propelled. I've never seen quite anything like it. So yeah, that moment stands out for me, and and the real pure joy of the interview afterwards. And he was in a state of semi disbelief. So yeah, Milan's performance so far. I think
0: I'll go with that. I think it's great, and um, yeah, I, I'll second that. I think it's uh, outstanding. I also, I think Lapera, uh, Paul Lapera, in the breakaway yesterday, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed watching yeah. him because I think he's, I think it's the announcing of a, a potentially really quite an important talent in that team. So um, that he was good sharp, to see as well. Did look sharp. very sharp. And also, as I said, I chatted with him yesterday, so I feel invested in him now. Yeah, an exchange. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Benvenuti, wherever you are. Welcome to Melfi. The Giro
0: starts to really hit its stride today as the race finally heads inland. A long, flat course southwest into the heart of Basilicata before a a distinct sting in the tail. The race will be a slow burner today with a series of fireworks at the end, and it could be a day for a break, an opportunity perhaps for a world class puncher or even a GC race. It's all up for grabs on stage three. And that's to back up the fireworks we saw at the end of stage two.
1: Approaching 500 meters to go, Oliver looks round, checks, sees that top, scrunch is still there to ride from As Pedersen. Albanese looking very cool on the wheel of the Danish rider. Michael Matthews looking still and patient and waiting with Caden Groves alongside him too. Oscar Reisabeth checks and sees that the young Australian is still there. Primoz Rogliczenda and Remco Evenapool are going to be spectators as the battle is going to come from the fast men who remain in this group. A couple of hundred metres to go and they're dipping downhill and sweeping right-handed on damp roads and out of sight temporarily. Mats Pedersen still hasn't quite pulled the trigger. Albanese on the perfect wheel. 300 metres to go now. easy waiting to open up his sprint, but still it's Tom Scrooge. still he's gonna lead out Mass Pedersen. Here comes Michael Matthews though. He's the first of the sprinters to really open it up. Pedersen alongside him. Matthews pushing for the line. Matthews dipping his head, Matthews is wheel on front now, Groves looking for room on the inside, Matthews going to hold them all off is he, Pedersen coming with a charge, but it's Matthews, and after all that work, Jaco Alula have a leader who can deliver, and once again after a long, long wait for a victory at the Giro d'Italia, Michael Matthews grinning from ear to ear takes a brilliant victory in chaotic circumstances here in Melbourne.
0: Matt, did you enjoy today?
2: It was it was a it was, it was quite hard work actually, but I I, I enjoyed it. The, the end was brilliant. Um, but again, it's the very nature of our job, isn't it? I mean, I, I think it's fair to say we're both exhausted, emotionally yeah. drained, but in a really good way. I, I, I love, I love this job, but I'm just glad it was a tailwind. <laughs> but um, and fair play just watching that the, the, the screen still rolling through the images of the uh, highlights today, which you're about to voice in a few moments. And um, the fair play to the core attack lads. Imagine if nobody attacked. It's easy to ridicule guys to go out in front with no real hope of winning anything, and that all well, they won was one intermediate sprint, but. Without them doing that, what will we have? So sometimes these stages are, are challenging, but we went tangential. with a few little lulls. There's some wonderful spikes. We we did have to mic off a couple of times.
0: <laughs> well, that's
1: standard, isn't
2: it? But um, it was great. And um, and the cap top, I actually got quite emotional at the end. You know, you did, didn't you? Yeah, because uh, when when you see what what teams and riders put in, um, and then they get that reward when 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 they've earned it. It, 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 to me, it's one of them. Uh, it's why you know I'm, I'm still working in the sport now because when I see that and it's successful because it's honest, it, it hits home and it and it's powerful and it it, it makes me it's, it's a powerful thing. It resonates with me. Yeah, very good, very good, uh, very good. Anyway, got a bit philosophical then, but no, it was a uh, yeah a good day. You know, it's uh, we're you know three days down. Um, so good to see Pino see on, on the offensive, uh, riding with real verve again. Verve and uh, vim. Verve and vim. Uh, leading that uh, classification, but no, a good day. It's some interesting snacks. For the first time, I went into, Caravaggio, Caravaggio, yeah. uh, and got a couple of espressos. Yeah, that was nice. That espresso um, came at a good uh, moment. No, really polite, lovely in there, very accommodating. So I'll be visiting there a little bit more in the future.
0: Yeah, you shunned my um, arancini.
2: I bought you just, an arancini. Do you know what? I'm just going. I didn't sport it's the heft. heft. It was. Uh, I like arancini, but if I'd have eaten that, I wouldn't have needed to have any dinner and I, so i just had a well i did have a few nuts i had quite a lot of nuts instead so but not the same way as an arancini so i feel all right now i'm not going to have any crisps by the way either okay I that's for, that's me. for real right that's for real but i but yeah but no a, a good day but yeah that was again a t- we're not tough but it's just like we, we we were working, weren't we? Yeah, it was work.
0: It was work today. It was work today. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna I've got to do this voiceover, and then I'll, I'll I'll drive. I'll drive. We got so about I'm an hour's transfer. that, That's fine. You did the driving yesterday. I'll drive. Um, yeah, yeah. There you go. Remco even a pool. <laughs> Whatever.
2: Um, it's quite nice. It's the first time I've done an introduction on Never Strays Father podcast. So we're. We're half an hour away from our hotel. Um, Ned's driving. I drove yesterday. Uh, I've got the mic powered up. Um, it's, it's worth mentioning um, as well that um, I quite like the way that microphone heads, you now the spongy bit, uh, deforms when it's been in a bag. Um, I've got a microphone in my bag, and it's like it deforms and then reforms. But this one is reformed. into quite a nice shape, Ned. It's like memory foam, isn't it? You yeah. could, um, If you've got
0: enough of them, you could make a mattress out of it and... Um, <laughs> <laughs> you could I sort of think what you do, how to conclude that sentence, but the only way of concluding is what would you do with a mattress?
2: It'd be really a, a really expensive way of of, of like it's patching it's together a mattress, that would it? Using like multiple microphone heads if and I'm, weaving them together.
0: Yeah, if I'm honest, it's uh, it's probably easier just to go to a mattress wholesaler or retailer if you need a new mattress and you're in the market for it, rather than as you say, it's a, they are um, they're specific equipment to audio, and you do often pay a premium for audio products, don't you? And um, it just seems just. Thinking about it now, now I've had a bit of time to consider it. Just seems a daft way of trying to uh, put, put a mattress together, doesn't it?
2: Yeah. If, if you want, to, if you want something comfortable to line, just go and buy a proper mattress. Is what you're saying? Now, Ned, we are driving back from uh, quite an exciting. Uh, I'm not going to call today's stage, Ned, uh, a stage of two halves because it wasn't that, was it? It was a stage of kind of four fifths and and the fifth. <laughs> What's I mean? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, it was, it was a bit. So yeah, it was well, uh, look, forty kilometres. It was all about for the last forty kilometres, really. And it was a two hundred kilometre stage. So actually, yeah, around right, right about. Four, five, right, I can't do the maths.
2: I'm not it's even going to pr- try to do the maths. It's, it's approximate, isn't it? Um, but it was oh. Are we still we're yeah. essentially in a little bit of a race convoy. We're we're heading to our hotel. It's a shorter drive so We had a good two hour drive of which we obviously documented from an audio perspective for you, if you listen to the previous episode. But we are two vehicles behind. Yeah. The official Yeah. Well, you describe it. Well, it's loopy,
0: isn't it? It's Wolfie, there. Wolfie. Yeah. Um, it's the official mascot. So you know you'll be familiar with the, the Tour de France and the, the publicity caravan where they have that enormous kind of uh, uh, lion. Don't know the credit, Lyonnais lion. What's
2: the lion What's the line called? You should, you should. How many tours have you done, Ned?
1: Twenty. Yeah, twenty, twenty-one. This move twenty-four. But I don't know. If, Lionel? Name? Is he Leo? Lionel? Leo Lionel.
0: Leon. Um, but anyway, you know the massive. So it's the equivalent of that, but. Um, it's quite a lot smaller, and I quite—I quite, I think I prefer the Giro's mascot, Wolfie. I do remember the first Giro I covered was in 2016, and we went into the French Alps. There was a finish where I think Nibali won in the end, into to really later on in the race. And um, but we—but the um, the Giro organisation had to erase and eradicate all traces of. They couldn't bring Wolfie the mascot in or sell Wolfie mascots. Hold on a minute! What, what was that? Because. Um, that there was a controversy raging in the french alps only on the french side amongst the local community and um the local authorities because wolves are a protected species and had been reintroduced into that part of the alps but were beginning to thrive and build a population base that was threatening their livestock and they, they're too many sheep i think and goats and stuff were being taken by wolves and so the local french farmers at that point 2016 were mounting a campaign to uh, get licenses granted so that they could cull the population and shoot them. And it was quite a controversy at the time. And it really, you know like French disputes of, industri- of an industrial nature or kind of a, that sort of protests can turn quite nasty. It can
2: turn quite like, sour, quite, can't they?
0: Quite, quite sour quite quickly. So it was actually not a funny issue. And so the Italians cheerfully sort of waltzing in with their sort of gaily coloured pink cuddly wolf uh, mascots wouldn't have gone down too well.
2: No, um, but yeah, Wolfie, I mean, during you describing that uh, scenario, we've been overtaken by two further vehicles. And there's another vehicle in front. Another, I think it's a, is it a real estate... Um, it's, it's basically part of the, uh, of the convoy, of the caravan, um, uh, heading towards uh, our destination. Don't know what the name of the hotel is. Um, and we didn't have anything real, really detailed on our itinerary. Um, but um, what about the stage today, Ned? Uh, well, we talked about a, an explosive final fifth Approximately speaking, from mathematical perspective, but um and I'm not going to say you predicted it, but the one rider you predicted at the end of the last part of the, on the pod fake on, the
1: fake com- on the
2: fake on the, on the fake commentary is M- Michael Matthews. Yeah, we got. I think on the fake commentary, we got a few things quite quite right, didn't
0: we? We kind of predicted that Mats Pedersen might be gapped and then got back the... on and get and get back on. We got that right. Michael Matthews would survive it just about, and actually survived it really comfortably today. We name called. uh Vincenzo Albanese, he got um, Caden Groves horribly wrong, I predicted that he'd be dropped and he's, boy he can climb, can he Caden Groves um, there was I became a bit obsessed with it watching the replays of the finish today because the more I watched it, the more I became convinced that Alpecin de Kerninck, um will have an inquiry at their dinner table as to what went wrong in that final they had three riders there I think it was Oscar um certainly Caden, Caden Grove, Groves and um, uh, Stefano Uldani but I don't think Oldani had the faintest idea that Groves was still in the mix, and it, 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 I don't think he saw him. And I think Oldani made the decision with around about six, seven hundred metres to go that he was the he was the best chance for Albsen de Kerning and he sprinted. Tried, couldn't he couldn't come off the wheel of Michael Matthews? Just didn't have the power. But had he perhaps? Been a bit more cogent and aware that Groves was there. He could have led Groves out, and that the outcome might still have been different. I think. Am I being? And at one point, it looked like Oldani so unaware that Groves was there. He actually hampered
2: his sprint in the final. Well, he, he kind of looked around, and we, we don't think he got sight of him. And then he did his own sprint, didn't he? And and um, and Kaden Groves actually tried to move up the inside on on his own right, on, on the right of Oldani. And Oldani inadvertently closed the gap, and they almost. Uh, the, the, the elbows might have actually touched it shut the gap and by then uh, Matthews was almost untouchable wasn't he but um, yeah it was uh, but an important win for Matthews
0: a win's a win, win. it was important yeah 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 um, may I suggest uh, I know you're new you're not new to uh, the, uh, may, I su- <laughs> may I suggest that um, in because in, you're now holding the, the conch the, the podcast recorder I was just watching the lights peeking a little bit there you might be a bit so if you listen back that you might have been annoyed by a little bit of distortion it's possible i've just well i'm yeah, newly i'm newly putting it i think i might
2: be better okay yeah. and i've noticed that i've listened back to pods and let, let's be honest with you we have weirdly whilst being what we should do ned and i hope you don't mind me saying this we should record the pod <laughs> in the car whilst listening to the pod Oof. how met is that Wow. But I did notice my voice was slightly louder. I've got maybe a slightly louder voice. I think I'm just a little bit excited. Yeah. Um, but anyway, no, I'll bear that in mind. And I've, I've got a good foot from my. Uh, well, yeah, that might, uh, be, you might want to split the difference. I don't know. Yeah, something like that. So, <laughs> so have,
0: are they enjoying? Do you think the listeners are enjoying this bit? I'm not sure. I
2: don't know. know. We, just, we might just want to cut that bit out. But I think what it does, it just lays bare uh, the bones of, of, what, of, all, of what you do, and you, and well, like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm weirdly become a part of it. You but are. I'm really enjoying
0: it. Good. I'm really I'm really glad because you're kind of uh, saving the day I'll, I'll be honest Matt
1: yeah.
0: did you have you potted about your run this morning I mentioned it briefly yeah I mean it was a lovely run it wasn't particularly athletic <laughs> although um, I went up, up a hill down a hill up a hill and then down a hill so it was a it was a run of four parts um, but it was just uh, as I think I mentioned at the beginning of the pod it was beautiful and the last few runs have been have been quite heavily built up in the beach areas and all that sort of thing I don't really like running on beaches but um, so it was nice to be in the hills. And it's beautiful. And we, I haven't realised, I've only just noticed, Matt, that we're on this drive we've just cut the corner of Campania as well. So this is the fourth region. So we started off in Abruzzo, we drove last night across Molina, ended up in Basilicata, but right at the north of Basilicata. And on our little transfer, we've dipped into Campania and then we I think, gone back into Basilicata. So we are in that kind of... Um, yeah, one of the most depopulated parts of um, central southern Italy now, and I, I'm I'm a big fan of it.
2: it you, you you get the real sense of that. I mean, since we've left the finish, and um, we found a little back road which um, was actually pretty bad in terms of the road surface. Some, some proper big ridges in there, and and there was a lot of subsidence. It was quite sketchy, um, but. We have not passed through this oh okay we got okay we're passing through a little bit of a town now. A little bit of a duomo over to the left hand side. Quite a one. Yeah, quite a modern one. And in the background a lot of these, uh, these these enormous big windmills. But we're we're essentially heading heading to the other coastline now, aren't we? Um via uh, kind of a, a, a westerly route. But it it is very different and it it I'm enjoying my spell here. It's uh, it has a completely different feel to other parts of Italy.
0: Should we do we could do a little bit on um Nah, let's not bother.
2: What, what, can't you just... I mean, you can always edit this but out.
0: I'm not I can't be bothered.
2: Okay. Well, I'll tell you what, though. Um, what I wanted to say, I wanted to tee up... You went for a run and you sported. I didn't, I didn't do any sport mm. because I had to do a triple voiceover um, this morning. That took quite a lot of time. Thank you for giving me some technical assistance. And, be, and then we went to get lunch um, from a supermarket nearby. And you bought... We bought quite a lot of stuff, including two giant arancini, which I would estimate... I mean... Um, Good four hundred grams per arancini. I left mine there, but you had yours. But the reason I left it is because it's just so many carbs, and I haven't sported like you. And I just wanted to explain myself. That's all. I didn't leave it um, to, in a, in a whimsical way or kind of in a neglectful way.
0: I was quite surprised. And if I'm absolutely honest, I was. You're right. I was about two percent, slightly hurt by the, because I I think I, I think I genuinely i was slightly hurt. I'm oh, a bit mate. Honest. I'm really really sorry. Because. I think they're the, the. I think they're just. They were slightly warm when I picked them up, and I think they are just like. They're amazing. Let's just be, let's be honest. The Arancini, I think, are amazing. They're not only we're on the, the
1: route. route. We're, on the race <laughs> route. <laughs> we're on the race
2: route. We're on the race route. We're on the race route. Sorry. Um, we're on the route.
0: We are. Don't know where we are on the route, because there's a lot of climbing, isn't there? There's three three big climbs, and it ends on the top of a climb. Um,
2: I, I just want to apologise um, for that. Isn't it, are, because
0: Italy's equivalent of the Scotch egg. I mean, I can't think. <laughs> and they're slightly better than a Scotch egg, well, although no, good Scotch egg. Anyway, but they are—they are like. There's no more. There's no
2: denser food than an arancini, is there? I, I can't think of a denser food at the top of my head. I, ca- I can't think of a denser food. Oh, we, we're still on course. We're turning right. or in a litter zone? Yeah. Chris. Chris Bourbon always used to claim that tartiflette was the densest food on the planet. Remind me, tartiflette. It's ringing bells, but I'd, I'd elaborate.
0: It's that um, it's that French Alpine mountain food that is made of um, mostly potato, but those, is it, reblochon cheeses that you just plonk whole, whole on top of this potato sort of base and then stick the whole thing in the oven and the, the reblochon cheese just goes all over the tartiflette. And then it forms a sort of like baked on crust at the top. So it's basically potato and cheese, loosely. Um, and I, um, Boardman loved it when he was yeah yeah um, Chris you know on a, on a mountain top finish we used to have these amazing caterers at ITV as well on the Tour de France and Odette um, and uh, Philippe who I've written about actually and how I won the yellow jumper and uh, there'd always be one day where they'd serve Tartiflet that was Boardman's always Boardman's favourite day and he'd sit there consuming enormous amounts of Tartiflet and he'd go it's got the it's got the density of a of a what did he used to say? It's got the density of an element that is hitherto
2: undiscovered by man. <laughs> <laughs> wow! I just what what I also I mean um, that just to rewind approximately forty-five seconds. I've never seen you blow a raspberry before, and I've known you for about well over a decade. I've yeah. never seen your tongue vibrate in such a manner. Did I just blow a raspberry? You went... Pfft. Did I yeah, really? Yeah, I've never seen it before. I've no because you you're quite. Although you're a strange man, you know you're, 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 you're quite. you you're never kind of veer into parody, and I've never seen you do something so 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 strange and kind of it's weirdly beautiful. But yeah, just sort just kind of share that with the viewers. You've never blown a raspberry in front of me before. I just I can't have got no recollection of having just literally just blown a raspberry. I'm really surprised by that. When you do the editing, you will hear it. I'm not going to do any. Well, I'm not going to. Yeah i <laughs> 'm just going to slap these bits down really and just bash it out there yeah. but yeah. tell you what we should do yeah. we should listen to you blowing a raspberry um, on the pod tomorrow and <laughs> record it for the pod and then we 'll record your feedback
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah you yeah that was that, that wasn 't a laugh that Ned did. it' was more of a wince yeah
0: well we're nearly there we' go seventy minutes i 've got a um, slight time issue here because i 've got when I get to the hotel on according to the schedule've got twenty minutes to get checked in do the funny passport thing that you do in Italian hotels which by the way nearly went wrong thanks for rescuing me yesterday could have left my flipping passport well I did leave my passport on the dinner table you found it thank you there was no kind of about it mate it was left rescued me not for the first time on this (laughs) year um but then I've got to get checked in I've got to get a wi-fi code and hope that it's up to scratch and then I've got to uh, make the connection to Girona where David Miller is waiting to give us his post-race analysis I know you very well, David, and I know that down the years you've had your favourite riders, haven't you? And, I have. and riders for whom you have a, a certain affection. Yes. Um, sometimes, as is evidenced with the current generation, from afar, riders you've never met. True. But I, I, I also think I'm right in saying that down the years you've had an affection for Michael Matthews. Would that be right? Um, I don't know. Maybe not. I've,
4: I don't know if I've had an affection for Michael Matthews or not. Oh, no. maybe I've just. Fa- I think you might have conjured that, that up. I think you might have fabricated okay. that. But I, I've got a lot. Of, okay. I No, no. But I've got. Um, yeah, maybe I do have. Because the first time I saw him was at the 2010 Commonwealth Games in Delhi, where I think he'd just come off the back of the Geelong under-23 World Championships, and that's when he was truly bling. Like, he was shiny boy extraordinaire, in the words of Lizzie. <laughs> um, yeah, and there was kind of, that was the first time I realized I was getting old. You know, you were kind of... Oh, like, really? I, I mean, I'd re- mm. realized for a while, but then you were kind of like, wow, this is a completely different generation now coming into the sport because I had mm. nothing in common with him. Um, so, it was an affection in that to that degree where it was like it was the, uh, the beginning of the end when I saw Michael Matthews and Bling come on the scene yeah he's a good rider though isn't he he's always been such an exciting rider and you kind of feel it's weird now seeing him that he's he's kind of getting to that point in his career where he's it's just teetering on the plateau isn't he
0: before the decline and fall holding on holding on but i mean it was a very impressive win today wasn't it and you could you you could argue that Trying to think if this is true. Uh, you could argue that his win at the Tour de France last year in Monts—that was epic—was, was perhaps his best win. I, I, yeah, like I, I don't ever. think it's
4: arguable in the slightest. I think it was. I mean, I think it was such yeah. a any rider to pull off a win like that in the manner he did, and especially a rider of his style, you, it was so unexpected and such a, a grandiose performance. But today was clinical. I mean, I think the way he rode and the way his team had seen sort of i think there were some post pre-race interviews and and different bits and bobs and jaco really announced that they were going for it there was no hiding and and you know when the chips were down in the final the way he took the kind of if in doubt lead out but it wasn't any doubt he kicked at such a such a perfect moment and gutsy as hell because it's like just out of that 300 meters wasn't it 250 he went and it was like yeah i guess so
0: it's just a <clears throat> there was a little rise, wasn't there? There was a yeah. Just, just, it was almost just like he knew he like... had
4: to get the gap on the rise, and then it was a case of holding on on the the flattish bit to the finish, because that's effectively what he did. He went sort of jumped so hard, and you thought there's no way he can hold on, but the fact was everyone went so deep on that little uphill section that no one was making ground once they got onto the flat bit. So he actually just took a punt that if I can jump them, basically he jumped the sprint and held on. And it was like you could see the joy. I mean, it was kind of to pull it off because I don't know. I mean, you'll know more than this. But he says he's had a pretty terrible start to the year for one reason or another. So to pull it out the bag there.
0: Yeah, that was a bit of a uh, <clears throat> that was a bit of a mystery one to me, and it was a mystery one to Matt. And um, I, I didn't. I, I must admit, I must confess, unless I missed something, I didn't really know what he was referring to. And it may mm. be something that um, uh, we've just missed. Or it may be something that no one knows about, you know, that, that is personal to him. I, I I don't know. Or maybe it's as simple as he's had COVID or an illness. I don't be like, one of those ones I where don't... he's just
4: not been hitting the numbers in training. And as you said, maybe. you're the only yeah. person that knows that, had some sicknesses. No, And when, again, when you're at that point in the career that he's at, it's not big news. You know, he's kind of, yeah. when you're like yeah. a hitter, it's like you've got a little, you've got a, a sniffy nose. It's kind of, it's all over the sort of, the cycling news, cycling press. But I guess Michael Matthews now, if he's had some little downs in the last few months no one's reported on it you know yeah which yeah, again yeah the beginning of his end bless yeah. but that's an amazing yeah. but i i think what's really encouraging for him it's almost as if that was a bonus stage getting today because i think he must have marked out a few more further on because I, that was the impression he sort of gave the sort of sentiment that to get that so early
0: because uh, perhaps it was a bit of a long shot today which yeah, race. I think there's a stage. There's a stage in a couple of days in Napoli uh, that, that that could suit him uh, potentially. But I also think I think he's going to have a proper tilt at the um, Malia Ciclamino, which actually could end up being really quite an interesting um, a, a competition between four, or five riders uh, yeah. on this uh, this edition of the race. So that'd be fun. I'd enjoy that. I, I saw um, um, Roglic and Remco had a little go at the bonus seconds,
4: and yeah, Remco that was just, funny. yeah. <laughs> just pummeled him really didn't he just like got him yeah yeah yeah
0: good because we were like as you do you kind of like you know thinking about what if you were if you were Remco's opponents what claws sorry what straws are you clutching at and you think well what about in a wet descent well that was fine today yeah. and what about like but he's got to take every opportunity he can to out sprint him because we know Roglic can sprint well
1: that didn't work that didn't work
0: so well today
4: did
1: it you know no <laughs> Really he crushes your um,
0: opposition
4: in those moments. But as I tell you what, going, I, I listened back to yesterday's part, and I have to say much of my viewing of the final today was based off your fake commentary from yesterday with Matt.
0: wasn't far off, a lot no. of it. No, no. It, it, we were quite chuffed with that, because I think we got we got Matt's person. Bauke was up like, there. Okay. we got Mats Pedersen being like distanced and then getting yeah. back on. We got genius. Michael Matthews being all right. We got Vincenzo Albanese being there. Yeah, um, yeah. We did. We did all right. We did okay. Uh, <laughs> that was so it's quite. quite good. But it's quite. It's quite funny, isn't it? How it's a brilliant.
4: You know what? I'm co- actually just saying, Ned. You know, with doing that, it's a brilliant way of doing a preview. Is doing a fictional bit of commentary. Commentary. Because then it kind yeah. of actually gives you an emotional kind of idea of you buy more into it rather than just talking because that's it's really interesting actually if you do a preview you're only talking about the actual the facts of the stage you're yeah. not kind of painting a picture and if you do yeah i think it's much more interesting to do a fictional kind
0: of projection well. That's one to bear in mind for July, isn't it? When we yeah. hopefully revert to never strays car. And I, I, if you if you remember, like at the t- for our Tour de France pod, I got into the habit of kind of faking the commentary that yeah. I just done. That's true. To review something. so, so it'd be much more interesting if I if I fake the coming commentary the next day yeah, like, the, the next day. Here's a review and of you, what might happen. Of what? Yeah, of what might happen, and we commentate of what might that. Happen. That would be brilliant. Totally hype. That will do that.
4: Yeah. That sounds great. Or we could just ask Chat GPT <laughs> to predict oh, yeah, the stage,
0: give us, a, give us an, a, a projection of the stage. How else is Italy going? Um, I'm really I'm really enjoying it. I mean, you know, it's the end of stage three, isn't it? So you just, beginning stage four, that's when everything starts to tick by without you even noticing it. Yeah. That's when. It's always stage four, isn't it? Where you start to, where you can't, you don't have that instant recall any longer for, well, you're very good at it, you see, but I think you're slightly anomalous. But most people, most normal humans, can't quite remember straight off the bat who won stage two any longer. That's uh, when, yeah. I think, the number four is when it starts to get all murky and misty and and the days just flow by. I, I think it's because fl- you take you so know, many notes. I do take a lot you, of notes. You're leaving all your memory
4: on the page. It's almost just the moment it you leaves your pen, it kind of leaves yeah. your head. Whereas because yeah. I take minimal notes, I'm forced to actually remember things. Just key I've facts.
0: Pa- I've been particularly... Um, I've been particularly interested in the, in the kind of uh, the landscape we're passing through, Basilicata and Abruzzo. And again, it's kind of like, I've just found it really interesting how a lot of the towns around here are very modern because... Just destroyed. This is where the, this is where the Allies marched through and sort of huh. took a lot of, you know, made a lot of damage in their wake and, and all that sort of thing. And I don't know if you listened to the pod the other day when I was explaining I did, to yeah. Matt about the concept of an open city. That's bonkers. I've yeah. never
4: heard of the open city thing either.
0: Mad, isn't it? Like, That's... Really interesting.
4: Explain to me again. So it's just like a so, neutral city, sort of, or... I mean, it
0: now exists in the Geneva Convention. So Protocol One, you know, if, if the administration of a city in wartime declares itself to be an open city, it is a war crime for a, uh, uh, an invading army to damage that city. They can, they, an open city can be occupied, as Paris was, in, in 1942, 1941, um, 1940, oh. um, and, and no damage was done. You know, and uh, with the, in the example of Chieti, it no damage was done by the Germans when they occupied it, and no damage was done by the Allies when they liberated it either. So it survived intact, whereas Pescara and all these other places were bombed flat and wow. fought over. It is really interesting. You'd wonder why Another, just not, not all city administrations would declare
4: themselves open.
0: Well, I presumably it's um. Uh, it, it's a. It, it's not an easy thing to do. It's like like it's an unpatriotic thing to do, isn't it? It's kind of like. It's oh, I ca- suppose it's, you're it's, saying. It's look, running we're up, It's running up the white. It's running up the white flag. Yeah. Okay. I get you. Yeah. True. So, huh. <laughs> on the one hand, yes, obviously, mm. don't fight. On the other hand, that's not human nature, is it? And it's not human politics, and it's um, you know, it's not always the right thing to do. I don't know, but Matt, you know, look, God forbid, any of us ever in position to. Have yeah. to find out that we're yeah. in an open city. But yeah, I thought, it was, I thought it was super interesting. What's going on in your life anyway?
4: Uh, I was pretty chilled out at the moment, Ned. I'm kind of, I'm riding my bike, uh, enjoying the coronation weekend because it's kind of quiet. It's still Bank Holiday Monday in working world. Cause, and and yeah, so I've been, I've, I'm actually recovered from my track 360 now. and just enjoying, I'm enjoying riding my bike more than ever. And it's kind of become a little bit of a, I kind of prioritise it in my days now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which I'm a bit embarrassed about. It's like everything revolves yeah. around when I'm going to go out on my bike. which is That's a, good, David. I know. It's important. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. A, I, I'm really enjoying it. And I feel fit and healthy. And I'm looking forward to the, getting on tour. I mean, obviously we've got Dauphine first, but I'm looking forward to, to riding at the tour. And
0: it's going to be fun. Oh, God. Yeah. At the Dauphine, you're going to be like, because we start quite late, I mean, you're going to have all the mornings off, and you're just going to be doing insane amounts of fitness work, aren't oh, you? Oh yeah, I I'm have to get
4: Zwift yeah. set up again at the old at my sister's place. Yeah, mm. I will be. I know, and I might. Yeah, so I mean, that's it. It's already. chill, just looking after the kids, and Nicole's busy doing things, and and as summer's arriving here. It's beginning. It's probably like where you are. It's starting to get hot as hell in the afternoons, kind of like southwest
0: Southwest Spain. So Andalusia and stuff has been like mid-30s like summer, it? Isn't like, it? yeah crazy oh. i mean it's like
4: 28 29 here in the afternoons now quite consistently no, that's, that's, but there's some nice rainstorms yeah. but yeah it's 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 lovely actually you know? i'm kind of enjoying the calm before the the storms start traveling around a bit next week and go to london uh actually i'm gonna go and ride the angleroo next week are you yeah for gcn you're yeah. doing a gcn thing yeah i know that goes to show how much i'm loving my bike i'm like oh yeah that'd be great to go and ride in yeah that's um, funny yeah. who are
0: you doing it because they normally like is that I don't know. Their, one of the documentaries do, yeah shows, it's one of it, their like
4: little it? um yeah film things yeah. but i don't know who i'm doing it with yet i've got a production call yeah. on thursday um yeah. and then i'm in london uh just after that for the sports tours international launch that we're doing at via um yeah and and then I'm back over here, and then it's going to be no time to so Dauphiné, How much do you have? It's only five days you have between the Giro and the dauphine
0: Don't ask me. I've got a clue. Yeah, don't you know don't what I'm know. doing tomorrow. I'm yeah, tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah, something like is, that. yeah, something like that. What is tomorrow? Oh, yeah. so what's the climb tomorrow? So tomorrow is tomorrow's really interesting because tomorrow might be the day where Remco. Or today. Let's say today, because you're probably listening to this yeah. tomorrow. No, actually, just not confusing. But, um, <laughs> just stage four. <laughs> stage four. <laughs> stage four, let's call it, because that's what it is, is the day where if Remco wants to hand over the jersey, he hands over the jersey. But the only way he's going to
4: hand over a jersey is if, if it's a breakaway. He's not going to hand over a jersey to one of his GC.
0: No. So, so it's got to be a so, breakaway that goes. And what's it like? So it's before the mm. climb. Well, it's it's a Toblerone stage, uh. right? So it's actually, it's but it's really hard out of the blocks, yeah. So it's kind of like uncatchable climb, uncatchable climb, then drops down, and then it's cat two climb, drop down, valley road, cat two climb, drop down, valley road, summit finish. Now they're not high mountains, but they're they're all hills um, of note. So it's a decent it's a decent test tomorrow, and I, I think it, he has kind of indicated that he does want to relinquish the jersey which i, I, I totally understand yeah. it's, i don't think it's I really did, his choice
4: though because i think if the race decided, it depends on the weather as well what's the weather because i saw it's crappy today
0: it's a bit moody um i think it's going to be cloudy but no, not okay. not wet not wet it's not going to be sunny and hot no there's a pretty strong calm.
4: peloton they might race like nuts because if everyone's thinking everyone he's basically kind of Gone out and told everybody he'd like to lose a jersey, which everyone thinks. So they're not going to control the stage; they want a breakaway to go. So everybody's going to be like, "Oh,
0: let's get in the breakaway," because they're yeah. not going to
4: control it. So it's almost which, kind of
0: which, 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 in David, sorry, in t- yeah. which partly explains what happened today when yeah. the flag dropped. Yeah, that just those two guys from Coronatech mm-hmm. got away, um, and I think a lot of the reasoning for oh, part of the thinking there was, well, tomorrow's the day. Why would you bother with you know? Because I think the battle to get in the break tomorrow is going to be insane.
4: Yeah, which in itself kind of. Could make the race really hard, which means he's at the front anyway, and it turns into, like we see more and more these days, where it turns into all the hitters, kind of a small peloton just racing incredibly hard all day, which would be yeah.
0: awesome. Yeah, well, because there's a lot, there's 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 so many like strong riders like Thibaut Pino, who's now suddenly he in at the, the mountains competition. Isn't he look good? But he's in that he's in that GC no yeah. man's land where like it's not quite, it hasn't quite lost enough time, and that's why I was thinking today there was a little there are a number of little groups trying to chase back on and mm. Warren Barguil was one of them being you yeah. know with three riders with that. three teammates trying to and it's like I was thinking what are you doing mm.
4: what about McNulty what he's the sort of rider who could go up the road tomorrow see there's a, some, yeah he sort lost of,
0: there's some sort of weird riders like that that is a very good point mm. he actually he paced Joao Almeida yeah. back on today and, and then, then all up. of a sudden he just sat up didn't he yeah
4: mm. Mm. so UAE have said they're going to do some interesting things so McNulty He's certainly going well. It could just very well. slide him up the road, get him in the jersey. Yeah, huh. yeah, yeah.
0: I think, yeah, I think it's going to be, it's, it's not It's not going to be straightforward for Sudal Quickstep to police that. That's all, what I mean. It? I it's, mean it's, it's really hard. You can't,
4: it's the race that decides, as they always say. And it's, it's no picnic to kind of choose the break on a stage that that's hard. So it could be that it ends up, and it's a perfect opportunity for a team like UAE or INEOS if they want to kind of put the cat amongst the, pigeons then they should do it on a day like tomorrow except
0: mm. 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 curse as well Well, mechanical Well, that'd be really nice uh, are you going to be able to you're back at work tomorrow it's not alone I'll, I'll have it bank on bank holiday I'm not working that hard you'll yet. have it so okay cool yeah. so maybe we should try and reconvene what's what's Kenya up to where is he Don't know. last time he's, I heard he's, him, he's, he was in Amsterdam
4: he's, he's, he's in Amsterdam he's, so it could be a few days kind of recovery
0: I think he's having a break, a well-deserved <laughs>
4: break to be honest with you <laughs> oh mate he's yeah. been working so hard yeah. hasn't he so um, we'll yeah. chase him up we'll get him try and get him on I don't know. Yeah, Yeah. that be I think
0: good. She, yeah. Yeah. All right. In the meantime, in the meantime Matt's doing a great job, isn't he? He's like lovely. He's, being, I love yeah.
4: it. I love a bit of Matt. Chat Steven's time.
0: <laughs> me too. <laughs> Makes me laugh. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, all then, right, David. Brilliant.
4: All right, Ned. Take Peace care later. See you soon. See you.
0: Bye. Bye.